Thank you for tuning into Air and Earth, the podcast that lifts you up and keeps you grounded. I'm your host, Melissa Moffat, and I'm here to share some information that I've found helpful in my own life, as well as interview people on topics ranging from self-love of body, soul, and mind, social, environmental, and animal justice, mindfulness, business, relationships, ethics, and so much more with the intention of supporting you on your healing and growth journey as you strive to love yourself, those around you, and the planet just a little more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Air and Earth podcast. Today, we have an interview with one of, we were just cheesing over here. I think <laughs> we get we have, we have Fallon Satterfield on the show today, and she is one of my favorite people in the whole world, and I can't wait for you all to hear from her today. So I, I'm like trying to remember how we first connected. I think, I know I started following you a year ago, and then I just was like, she knows what's happening. Like mm-hmm. this, this woman is so expressive, so on fire, so just like you. And I was just mesmerized and then watching your journey over the last year. And then I think I started reaching out to you and I was mm-hmm. like, I would love for you to come to my mastermind. And then we just kind of went back and forth. And then we actually got to meet in person recently and you are just as like radiant and amazing and wild and all the things in person. We ended up spending, I went to LA where Fallon lives and we spent literally like nine hours. <laughs> we were going to And then it just went on and on and on. And then like we brought like our people in and then we were just like all hanging out. And yeah, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for being here. And I can't wait to ask you all the questions and for everybody to get to listen to you. Yes, me too. I'm so excited. Melissa is one of my favorite people online. And when we met in person, I was just like, oh my God, you're so tall. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, because I'm like, <laughs> I'm like five. You're not tall. No. And I was like, oh, like, it's always so interesting when you meet people from like online in person. You're like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. Uh, uh, I'm so happy you're here so I would love I have so many juicy questions I want to ask you but I would love you are like so interesting you're so interesting (laughs) thank you part of what gets me is that you have done so much you you have like you've really like made an incredible life for yourself you've made an incredible business you are really like embracing so many parts of yourself, serving so many people, serving thousands in your community, like who you are just individually outside of the whole online realm and your business, all that kind of stuff is just so wise, so radiant. Like you just have this like radiance and I'm, I'm going to say it. You're like 22 and I'm yeah. just like, what? Fuck? <laughs> Old, I like to say to myself, like, young soul, or no, young, or no, <laughs> young body, old soul, drifting in between is how I describe myself. <laughs> I totally feel that. I totally feel that. Because one second, you're, like, DJing and, like, dancing, <laughs> and you're, like, your nails are all done, and then you're, like, okay, everybody, I'm going to just, like, stop the mic and tell you all something that, like, I should know 
you know, I must have like lifetimes of experience, but yeah, I would just love for you to share your story for everyone to get a feel of who you are and what brought you to where you are today. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I'm going to start with childhood because I feel like that's super important in my life and just um, how I've developed myself over these 22 years of life. (laughs) So I'm originally from a small town in Indiana, grew up there until I was about nine years old, was raised by a single mother. Um, My parents divorced when I was not even one years old. So I was mainly just raised by my mom and would see my dad and his other family occasionally on the weekends um, up until I moved. And so when I was nine years old, I moved to Northern Virginia near Washington, D.C. So it was in like the DMV area for any of you East Coasters who know what I mean. I'm from the DMV. Um, And I grew up there a little bit until around my... I guess I would say my teenage years, my mom and I started to really bump heads regarding my sexuality. I identify as lesbian. So um, my mom's a very religious, you know, traditional Christian Church of Christ, Southern woman. Um, She's actually from Tennessee, Melissa. (laughs) She's from Henderson. So, um, oh, I didn't know that. mm -hmm, That makes sense, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so my mom, um, very, very uh, religious person. And so um, in my teenage years, when I started that, that being myself almost, like being in that full expression, I started to basically get shut down, you know, by my family, my mom. Um, and so a lot happened. I was sent to shelters to like, my mom would kick me out and I couldn't go to my dad's house because he lived in Indiana. My mom would kick me out and I would go to children's shelters or group homes. And I was like in and out of my friend's houses. Um, Sometimes she would actually send me back to Indiana to live with my dad, which that environment was also toxic. I had like a a stepmother who was on drugs and, you know, she had a bunch of kids. And so um, I ended up over the duration of my childhood, I went to like three different middle schools, four different high schools. And then I actually just ended up like taking all the energy that I had about getting out of my parents' control to into just like focusing on school. So I always had A's and B's. I ended up skipping the 11th grade and I graduated high school in Indiana at 17 and then got into college at American University in Washington, D.C. And so when I was 17... I actually ended up getting an opportunity to, before I actually went into the fall semester, they offered me an opportunity to do summer classes over the summer. And I was like, yes, hell yes. Like, let me get out as early as possible. So I went to college and I think it was like June um, of 2016. Um, And then two years into college, I was studying computer science, of course, still kind of... um, following this paradigm of trying to please my parents, like, oh, let me get into the tech industry because then when I come out of school, like, I'll have a job. And and I ended up actually having to support myself in college. So um, aside from student loans, I was working a full-time job at a government IT contracting company and going to school full-time. And then my second year of college, I literally had this awakening where I was like, dude, like, you hate this. Like, why are you paying 60 grand a year to go to this school? And you don't actually want to do computer science. You don't actually, um, 
want to be in school. You want to do something different. And so um, by that time, it had been two years of really being independent and on my own. And I was exploring myself. I was discovering myself. I had my first, what you might call a spiritual awakening. And um, I decided in that moment, like, I don't think I want to be in school anymore. So in 2018, May, I dropped out of school. I had first uh, read the book. What was it? Um, uh, you Are a Badass by Jen Sincero or something like that. And so I read that book and that's when I was like, oh shit, like I can do whatever I want. Like I, I don't have to do this. I can create a business. I can, you know, at the time I was really into traveling and travel photography. So I had been like saving all my money from work and just traveling. I had actually like gone to Bali for a month at that point and all kinds of different things. So I ended up reading the book, deciding I didn't want to be in college anymore, dropped out by the end of the summer in October 2018. I had my first LLC, which is Conscious Efflorescence, which is my first brand identity. Um, And then basically from 2018 to where I am now, I have created a six-figure business. I moved to Los Angeles by myself. I live downtown LA um, and... Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's what you could say. That's a short a short story of it. <laughs> okay, I love that you shared that story because literally the, the next thing I wanted to ask you about, it makes so much sense to me now because one of, when I look at you and I think about you, one of your strengths, and I see this in you like personally, like when we were in LA, when we met up, I'm like in my like <laughs> dress, kind of like this like massive sweater. And you show up and you're like, you're like wearing these like, I don't know what they're called, but like these pants that are like zip pants and like <laughs> so styling, like this lime green shirt. And it was kind of chilly. So we go shopping together and you pick out this jacket that's like bright blue with all these like just like bright patterns on it. And everywhere we go, everybody was like, you look so good. You look so good. (laughs) And then in your business too, and in your creations online, it's just so expressive. You are so creative. You are so just like, here I am. Here's what I'm making. Like is, I don't give a shit what, what anyone else is doing. Here's me. And it's part of, I know that comes through in what you teach and share too, because you've like clearly very much mastered that. So what is, personally and in your business, what is your process of expression? And like, what, what does that mean to you? And it, and mm. the reason it makes sense too, is because like, you mentioned that it was something that was kind of suppressed. So now it's yeah. like your strength. And I think that's so interesting. Yeah. So for me, <clears throat> I realized after like a lot of reflection of how much suppressing myself actually did so much damage on my emotional and mental health, And so like before I even started my business, I started expressing myself through like photography and like, um, you know, editing photos and different changing colors and things in Lightroom just to kind of like put myself in a creative space, even though I had no idea where it was going. And I think that in doing that, like that outward expression of myself or like how I wanted to see the world or how I wanted to see myself, it was, it really began with like putting myself intentionally in spaces where I was allowed to express my creativity. And even if it was just for me, you know what I mean? And so like 
Ultimately, I always ask myself when I'm creating something, like, first of all, visual, visually and verbally, like how I express myself, those things are very important to me. And I always want it to feel good. I want it to feel like the most beautiful, most um, abundant expression of something, right? So even like with my branding, like <laughs> I've changed my brand colors and things so much because I'm always evolving into the most bold, abundant expression of myself as I continuously find myself. And that really started with like asking myself, you know, questions about like, how can I be more creative? Like, how can I look at this thing or look at my words or look at how I show up and feel inspired by myself or inspired by what I create? And so that goes into everything that I do, whether it's like a sales page or a graphic or a piece of writing that I've published online or, you know, like even my earrings, like right now I'm wearing these random blue earrings with this black sweatshirt or, you know, green glasses and things like that. Like that um, really allows me to feel more in alignment with like my soul. And so I always like when I'm creating, I'm always picturing my soul of like, who is my true self? Like what is the core essence of like, my soul. And for me, like as of late, I've had this, my most, I would say my most, um, not relevant, but most abundant spiritual waking awakening. And like all of my soul is like all the colors it's pink, it's blue, it's orange, it's yellow, it's, it's neon green. It's, it's like all these colors. And so like my branding has also reflected that and what I wear also reflects that. And so like, I really make my creative expression, a representation or a mirror of my soul. And I, I embody that in everything, whether it's like my branding, my words, or my outfit. <laughs> mm, I love that. And I see you, you're very multifaceted. That's again, something that you're passionate about and something that's like part of your, your statement in the world, but you yeah. definitely really embody that too, because it's like, you do quite a few different things in your business and also in your life. You're yeah. in these different ventures. I've seen you modeling, like all these kinds of things. So can you speak to how, first of all, how can someone tap into that themselves and find that expression, find that, that bravery to truly be themselves in all areas of them, their lives? And how mm -hmm. has that it's kind of a two-part question. Mm -hmm. How do you feel that that has really been beneficial to you? And, mm -hmm. you know, you've grown a business so quickly. You've moved to LA. You've done so much healing and inner work. Yeah. How has that benefited you? Yeah. So for one, like before you get to that space where you can be fully expressed and confident in that, it's about like, First, realizing where in your life have you been programmed or told a story that, you know, it has to look like this, it has to be this way for you to be successful, um, or, you know, you have to be like this to be received in the world or to have money or whatever. And for me, that what that process or that reflection looked like was asking myself, like within my childhood, within my jobs, within, you know, my schooling, did was I taught like, okay, you have to dress like this to be deemed professional, or you have to have a niche to be successful, or you have to, um, you know, like 
create this type of program to make this amount of money every month or whatever. And so like, basically I started looking at these ideas and asking myself, like, where did this come from? Who impressed this on my consciousness? And is this the truth for me? Because at the end of the day, like, not everyone's truth is yours. And just because someone else's truth is theirs and that works for them doesn't mean that that truth has to be yours for something to work for you. You know what I mean? And so like I started asking myself questions and self-sourcing, like, what do I want? How do I want this to look? And if anything were possible, like how would I format this? Whether it was my business, whether it was my content and how I expressed myself, whether it was like my business model even. And so um, you know, when you start asking yourself those questions, you really find a, a, a part of um, personal liberation that gives you the confidence to be like, actually, like, I'm going to pave this my way and create an innovative um, way that works for me. Because at the end of the day, you have to you have to follow your unique path because your unique path is what's going to allow you the most liberation, fulfillment, and happiness. And if you're just like trying to fit a model or a way of being or a format that isn't true to you, then you might have the success, you might have the money, you might, you know, have the followers, whatever, but it's not going to feel as fulfilling as it could if you were to just create your own path from your own self-sourcement. And so... For me, how that has changed my life and benefited me is, you know, I get to wake up and decide what I do and how I do it. And I get to let creativity and desire fuel everything that I do. It doesn't have to be out of obligation. It doesn't have to be out of, I need to make money. It doesn't need have to be out of, I have to do this to be seen as professional or successful or whatever. It's like, what feels most in alignment for me and how does that look? And I think, at first, doing that is really hard because a lot of us want the instant gratification. We don't want to go through the trials and errors and failures of figuring out who we are and what works for us. But in my experience, what allowing my what what taking full responsibility and accountability for my results and my life and how I want to do it and creating the best life as possible with as most fulfillment, happiness, success, and peace in it means that I have to take the time to fail. I have to take the time the time to figure out what doesn't work for me. I have to take the time to go through the trials and errors so that I can wipe everything else out that's not true for me or that I don't like or that doesn't work for me and actually find my most aligned highest path. So in doing that, and it's it's a constant, it's a constant evolution. It's never like, oh, I found my path, like that's it for life. Like you're constantly evolving. Like once you get to the next level, it's like, okay, I got to do this again. Okay. I got to do this again. Okay. I got to do this again. And it's nothing to be afraid of, but it's more so just a reflection of the human reality and like what being a conscious human being means, you know what I mean? And I would rather have that than to be stuck in the same job for 30 years and like making the same money and doing the same thing and answering to someone else. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And you already started to speak to something that I also wanted to ask you about that really I see reflected in your childhood and like, you know, teenage years as well, like in college. And this is something that I see reflected in your life and business with your move, with how you can kind of 
at least from my perspective, it seems like you're easily like recreating yourself and being like, mm-hmm. just kidding. We're going this way. Just kidding. <laughs> it's going this way. Like you allow yourself, you ha- it seems like you have this really beautiful relationship with your own evolution and with your growth and with that change and mm-hmm. pivoting and allowing things to be different than what you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. And and perhaps some openness with mm-hmm. what the future holds and just like, again, allowing that change. So yeah. can you speak to that and what that feels like for you, how to embrace that, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I'm getting emotional as you said that because I'm like, I really well, feel like, <laughs> I really feel like that is, that I, that that is one of my main purposes in life is to really just like go with the flow and like actually like reinvent myself and like actually just experience as much reality as possible. You know what I mean? In different ways. And so um, for me, I would say that how I'm able to operate like that is it's a it's a level of acceptance that you have to have and I wasn't always like that like I used to be especially coming from an environment that I the environments that I grew up in it's like you want to control you want to make sure everything's perfect you want to be perceived a certain way you want to control people's opinions about you you want to you know whatever right because you're so used to being uh boxed in or or shoved out or or diminished. Right. And so essentially like for me, having gone through all of that, having had multiple spiritual awakenings around myself and my soul and my purpose and all these things, it's, it's a level of acceptance that you have to have with like, life isn't about, it's about creating, but it's really not. It's really just about like accepting and being in the present as much as possible, because regardless of whatever situation or circumstance you have, there is so much magic in the present moment. And in the present moment, you actually get to be or do whatever you want. You know what I mean? And so like, as I continue to anchor into the magic of the present moment, I actually discover different layers of myself that I never would have thought about if I was trying to control the future or control, you know, what my brand thing is or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, I wouldn't, you don't allow yourself to evolve when you try to control everything. And so obviously it's still something that I work through because I really believe that, you know, with your experience, your subconscious and your mind is always imprinted with memories and behaviors and ways of being that you can easily fall into, but it's always, um, a a desire for more growth and more purpose and more um, fulfillment in your life. And I really believe that you can only get that in the present moment. And when you're anchored into the present moment and all the influences and all the data and all the things that are going on, you can really like um, express and explore yourself in a way that you never would have been before if you were just trying to control reality. You know what I mean? Totally. So... How do you, how do you anchor into the present moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, I am, I have, you could say that I'm, I can, I'm susceptible to overthinking. And um, for me, I always know, like, first of all, I have to 
to realize when I'm not being present. And a lot of the times I can realize when I'm not being present, when I'm hearing all this mind chatter or like where my vision is or my focus is, is not in on what's exactly, what exactly is going on in front of me. So when I realize and acknowledge, okay, this is happening right now. My body doesn't feel here in my mind. I'm in my head. I kind of just like take a step back and like talk to myself and just be like, okay, I'm not in the present moment right now, but I want to be. So then I start like focusing on my breath. And one thing that I realized that didn't work for me before was just like trying to breathe and not um, aligning my mind with my breath, if that makes sense. So as of the last three weeks, actually, I've been like counting my breaths as I'm breathing in. So I'll breathe in and that's one and then breathe out and that's two. And I'll just do that until like I actually feel very, like my vision is very sharp in the moment. I feel my body and my mind is a little bit slower. And I used to really undervalue the the idea of breathing in because I'm like, oh my God, this doesn't work for me because my brain is still going. But when you align your mind with your breath, it's almost like, oh, okay, like, I'm here. I'm safe in this moment. Like everything's fine. And so for me, um, I also realized that, and if you're, if you're someone who like gets in your head a lot or you are a chronic overthinker, um, one of the things that helps is like, uh, movement or like doing something with your hands. So like I also got like (laughs) Play-Doh lately. And sometimes when I feel like a certain way, I'm just like, okay, like I'm going to like make shapes with this Play-Doh or another thing I'm going to do next week is I'm going to go like to a pottery class and like start doing like little pottery things. And so like sometimes being in the present moment just means like actually seeing all the data and the details of what's right in front of you and kind of just like getting out of your head and like realize when you realize that you're in your head and just like fully focusing on what's happening right in front of you. I love that so much. And I want to see this pottery. Oh yeah. I'm like, do I want to make a flower (laughs) pot? That's so great. It'll, it'll probably, it'll, I like, I can see it. You'll probably make it like so colorful and so like. Oh yeah. So All the colors. Oh, okay. Yeah. So many colors. Back to the pivoting thing. So when, when you're going through these rapid changes, like you've moved, you started the business, the business is like evolved over and over and over again in you know, even just a a couple years, how, where does the trust come from to really like let go and to release that control and to follow and like, where, where's the guidance coming from? Where's the Mm -hmm. guidance coming from and how do you trust it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So self-trust for me has been a process of taking risks and making decisions and learning how to trust my intuition. And then when those things work out, I I use that as almost like um, evidence. So I feel like for me, especially if you're like a thinker, someone who like overanalyzes things or like looks at things really closely and needs to know all the details before you make a decision or whatever. For me, sometimes it's about getting out of that process and actually like tuning into my intuition, which for me feels like this deep sense of calm, uh, centeredness in my stomach or in my chest, even if it's like, you know, me thinking that I 
like know how something's going to turn out, even though I don't know how it's going to turn out. It kind of feels like that, if that makes sense. So it's, it's a deep sense of knowing what your intuition feels like and what it sounds like for you. And then also like taking risks, like that kind of sounds super like vague, but in a sense, it's like, if you know that you really desire something and you know that you're committed and willing to do the work, sometimes you have nothing to lose, but to trust yourself. You know what I mean? Like trusting yourself is, is, is something that is a, underrated skill in life because we're taught so much to trust other people and other what other people say and how other people do it. But in reality, you never actually develop a close relationship with yourself if you don't learn how to trust yourself. And learning how to trust yourself means taking risks, sometimes failing, a lot of times succeeding. And then like, you know, through the middle part of sometimes failing and sometimes succeeding, you, you, find your intuition, if that makes sense. It's almost like there's intuition involved in everything, but when you begin to experience both sides, you kind of know like what it feels like when you trust yourself. That kind of sounds very vague, but you know what I mean. So it's kind of like when you trust yourself and you learn to trust yourself, then it just makes um, life's experiences have like less of an impact on your confidence in yourself because at the end of the day like you're always going to fail you're always going to succeed like that's just part of life like you don't avoid failure you know what I mean and when you can do that and then not make it mean anything about you you can still trust yourself even though you experience failure you experience success because your self-trust doesn't change based on what you experience so it's also about like um detaching your worth your enoughness and your meaning from what you experience because at the end of the day like just because you had this relationship or this business idea or whatever that didn't work out doesn't mean that, oh, I can't trust myself to choose a partner. I can't trust myself to, it's just about getting up, dusting yourself off, learning the lessons and going again. You know what I mean? So I think self-trust is a separate practice also from your experiences because it's really just developing a strong relationship with yourself and knowing yourself and how you, how you function or how your intuition feels. Hmm. Totally, totally. Mm -hmm. And another part that I feel like really plays into that allowing of the evolution and allowing of the change, and this is something I see in you, is this like kindness towards yourself, like mm -hmm. a gentleness and an ability to hold yourself, mm -hmm. even in those parts where, because it's not like the fear mm -hmm. is going away or all right. of these things. It's like we don't experience pain or these kind of things. But it feels like you have this good relationship with those parts of yourself that are tender. And you're, mm -hmm. you know, you're very, you're very like in on the self-care. You're in on the like giving yourself space when you need it. Mm -hmm. What's that process like for you? Yeah. So for me, it's really looking at my, I always, almost, always almost look at myself as if I'm my inner child. And ultimately like the word inner can be removed from that because you're still the child that you were, you know what I mean? Like you're still, you still deserve that loving, nurturing, 
um, hand-holding kind of behavior with yourself. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean you can't be like a boss bitch and go out there and get it. You know what I mean? But ultimately, like at the end of the day, like you need to be held, you need to be loved, you need to be um, reminded that it's okay and to feel safe. And so for me, like that looks like making sure that my emotional world or my physical world, like Libra rising, I'm like, let me do the facial. Let me take a bath. Like, let me do like all the things that are going to make me feel special. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's really, for me, a lot of my process is is self-talk is like, you know, even when my ego is going wild and nuts and I'm like, dude, you like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you just got to be like, it's okay. Like, you know, this, it's totally normal. You have this part of your mind that's doing this. Like, just know that like, this isn't going to affect you. It's just like a a little moment. Like, it's okay. Like just talking to yourself, like you're like a small dog or a small child, (laughs) you know what I mean? And so for me, oh yeah. (laughs) I like, (laughs) yeah, Tiger Land, like sometimes like, it's okay, honey. Like, and then sometimes like, honey, like, oh, like, you know what I mean? But ultimately, like, you know, you have to treat yourself like you're your inner child because like really I feel like softness and nurturing and encouragement is what everyone needs to move forward. Like when you have that a nice soft voice that believes in you and that tells you it's okay and that makes you feel a little bit less of a negative charge when you're like going through it, then it's a lot easier to just like maintain positivity even on the hard days. You know what I mean? Because I definitely have hard days. Like yesterday was a really hard day for me. And I was like, okay, let me step back. Let me do some things that make me feel creative and happy. So I went on my DJ board. I went out and I like went on for a walk on the beach. And then I had lunch at a nice little beach cafe by myself. And so it, it's really um, important to prioritize yourself and also like speak to yourself very gently and like give yourself that soft encouragement because at the end of the day, you really have nothing to lose when you do that for yourself. Mm. That's so beautiful. And I think that message is so powerful because everybody goes through this, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it's so related to, to the growth process is being mm-hmm. gentle with yourself. Yeah. So you, in your branding and also just in your life, you have a deep relationship and are like very focused on just expanding your consciousness Mm -hmm. and like really tapping into the divine and all that all that is and that kind of thing right and I would just love this is a very like vague (laughs) question (laughs) but like where did that interest Mm because it seems like there are some people who have no interest in this kind of thing. And then there's Mm -hmm. some people who are like, there's this question of just like, what, what, like what, Mm -hmm. what's happening here? What am I feeling into a, a really a drive for growth. Mm -hmm. And I would just love to know what that feels like Mm -hmm. and what is motivating you to ask these deep questions and Mm -hmm. to, reflect on these deep questions? Yeah. So for me, it definitely has a lot to do with my past. 
And the reason I say that is because so many people either look at their past and they become it, or they look at their past and they um, either, you know, like try to run away from it by doing drugs and getting on the street and like all these types of things, or they either look at it and they're like, I want to be better than this. You know what I mean? And so for me, the way that I was treated, the things that I experienced as a kid in in various different spaces, whether it was school or at home or whatever, those I always took mental note of things that how people were or you know things people did, and I always knew like I'm like I know that I don't want to be like that, or I know that you know maybe this person is unhappy and. I want to ensure that I never take my unhappiness out on anyone else or different things like that. You know what I mean? And so for me, my drive for growth has always been about not becoming my environment or not becoming um, worse than that. You know, I always wanted to be better. Like even now, like I was on the elevator the other day in my apartment and this guy, he had like a unicycle thing and he came on the elevator And um, there were these other two guys on the elevator. And as soon as the guy got off with the, the guy with the unicycle got off, the guys on the elevator were like, oh my God, he shouldn't have been on here with that, that dumbass unicycle, da, da, da. And I'm just like, I'm like, why are people mean for no reason? You know what I mean? Like little things like that always encourage me, like, like let everyone be who they are. Like just, you know, no one has to be mean. Like if a guy has a unicycle and he's bothering you, just like leave him alone. He's living his life. He's riding his unicycle. You know what I mean? But anyways, for me, you know, like I can't even, it's almost like I can't even begin to explain where my, my connection with God began because I've always really felt very ethereal, but growing up in like a Christian reality, like with my family, I just never got the Christianity thing because even when I would like go to church and, you know, listen to the preacher, it just sounded very oppressive in the way that they would express religion or connection to God or like, you have to do this and don't be like that and hate these people and, you know, that kind of thing. Right. And so, you know, I never, I would always sit in church and analyze. And I always knew that there was like a God and a connection with God beyond this idea of Jesus. But like, I didn't really get to connect with that until, you know, outside of my home. And so for me, it was more so of like, I like to speak to it more of like energy. And it's like when you feel things or you um, sense things, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, an insight to a higher timeline or a higher dimension based on the sense of want of desiring more of life. And I feel like when you desire more of life, you're naturally um, expanded into, you know, different experiences in the universe that allows you to connect with how you might describe God, source, universe. You know what I mean? And so um, for me... Yeah, like it's really just about like desiring more out of life and knowing that there was more than more to this than like the job, the matrix, the I'm just going to, you know, do the same thing every day (laughs) from nine to five. Um, And beyond that, you know, like just a, a deep desire to have a better world. And through that comes the energy of kindness and oneness and connection. And I think that that is what really keeps me grounded in my spiritual essence is like 
really just desiring to be a better person so that I can improve the world, you know? Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. I love that so much. So uh, last question before we talk about how to connect with you. Cool. What's, what's next? Like, what do you, what do you feel like? And there, there can be layers to this question, but obviously, you know, you're going through a growth phase. You kind of have been, I feel like your whole life, you're, you're fast. Yeah. Forward. It's like, <laughs> yeah. The point. And then like you spend a day there and then it's like, cool. Another day. <laughs> yeah. Like here we go. It's like constantly in growth. Right. Yeah. And so what do you feel like you're like, what's, what's what feels fresh what feels like new what feels like there's a new understanding and a new like oh that's that's different like that Mm -hmm. feels that feels yeah Mm -hmm. fresh yeah so for me lately it has been like having realized that I've achieved so much success and you have the nice things and all that right I'm realizing how much more I actually desire, crave, and want the simplicity of life. And that doesn't mean like, oh, like, fuck my business, like, whatever. But it's more so like, I want to do my business, but maybe like live on an island and like walk barefoot and wear shorts every day and like swim in the mornings. You know what I mean? So for me, I've actually really been questioning like, okay, you thought you wanted all these things, you got them, but like, what does your soul really want? You know what I mean? Because it's great to have like all the luxuries of life and the cars and the whatever, but it's more so like now that I'm getting to this level of consciousness where I want more like simplicity and more creativity and more connection with the earth, I'm like wondering, I'm like, okay, like what does that look like for me? And I think I want to move out of the country after my lease ends in LA. Um <laughs> Yeah. I think I want to move out of the country. And then like, I really, um, in the next year and a half or so, like want to do in-person things because I've really been, um, you know, I love online. I'm an Aquarius moon, Uranus and Aquarius. So like, I'm good with the tech stuff, but I really desire like deep connection and presence in like the actual planet if that makes sense. So um, I want to do like spiritual retreats in the Caribbean or something like that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can totally see you doing that. And I'm excited. Yes. I'll I'll come visit all the things. Yes. Oh my God. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much. I, I feel like We've been talking now for 45 minutes. I don't even, it feels like two. It feels yeah, like right? what happened to come out together too. It was like suddenly it was just like nine Like, hours, is it getting dark? Like, <laughs> oh, that was a whole day. Yes. So I would love for you to share. We're going to link everything, your Instagram, all the places where people can connect with you. But feel free to share anything that's coming up, any offers that are happening or just ways that you want people to reach out to and connect with you, that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, my Instagram is Fallon Satterfield, just first name, last name. Also, you know, I'm also known as a spiritual bad bitch. So that's a thing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
So um, we're doing, I'm developing my brand really around that. Um, Lots of things coming. Um, But yeah, just connect with me on Instagram. I have no, I can't even say like, this is what's next. Cause like really with me, like who knows, like (laughs) I might be like having a whole new masterclass next week. (laughs) So yeah, Instagram. Okay. You all just have to go follow her. Her content is super engaging, super just like it's really great and she goes and talks on her stories from her car and like does all this stuff it's really great. and then you can see tiger lily too who yes. is like what kind of dog is tiger lily she's a teacup yorkie she's adorable she's tiny and she's also like very full of spice oh yeah so she'll especially because like sometimes on videos or you'll just be talking and she's in the background like like throwing her stuff all around just like insane and and it just gives me life like it makes me very happy inside and so yeah everybody go follow thank you so much for coming on I love you so much and I'm so thankful that you could come I'm so excited for everyone to get to hear you speak and all of your wisdom and I love you thank you for being here I love you too thank you for having me For everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your story if you'd like. If it resonated with you, tag us both. Feel free to reach out to both of us on Instagram. And we'll see you next time. Lots of love.